I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, welcome to Half Hour Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, Peter, traditioned by returning Donny. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. And Tom, how are you? I'm good, Peter. How are you? Bad. Right, first of all, we'll go to Donny as we have just concluded the Regan Charles Cup. And Donny, unfortunately, tagged his best, but couldn't, couldn't hold his cup. It came second. So, I'll let you kind of take it away from this point of view. Yeah, so well done in Melvino, um, previous winner of the, the Rumble. He, he managed to, to defeat me in the final. I think basically I just ran out of steam. Um, I put up a good fight, um, knocking people out, but when it got to the final, my team was starting to fall apart. I tried, tried to do the wild card, which I heard you talking about last week. Um, total disaster. And it didn't really favour me this week either. Um, with goalkeeping changes and missed penalties. So I tried as best as I could, but Melvin's got a solid squad. He's really high in the Mega League as well. So he is really on point with his game. So so fair play to him. Coming first and second. Over two seasons, I can't really argue with that. Um, hopefully, I can maybe get the rumble off of him, um, and that would that would please me. But no, well done, um, well done, everyone took part. It was good. It, I find this cup really keeps you on point at the start of the season. And I remember last year, I had a really good start and obviously won it. Um, so it does keep you thinking. I probably held back on transfers because I didn't want to get knocked out, um, and it has put you in a in a in a good place. So I have had two bad weeks. Probably my two worst weeks. Um, were in the final, but that's just how it goes sometimes. That gives a nice segue because right now the FS Royal Rumble is open for entry, but don't worry, it doesn't start after World Cup. I'm just going to let everybody know the format, the same as last year, it's kind of based on the WWF at the time, WWE now, Royal Rumble, where a group of players, a couple of weeks, combination scores, the bottom few get knocked out over the top rope, if you will. Continues to the next round, and once I get enough, once I get the the entries worked out, divided by groups, only how, work, how long it works over the, the game weeks. Also, Melvino, who won it, congratulations, he's also the holder of this cup, so he's got something else to go for. And if he wins this one as well, then surely he must be first in the Mega League, because if he's getting these scores back-to-back, then that's doing well. So like I said, if you're interested, DM me at Fantasy Half. I'll put him down the list. Don't worry, I'll be pushing this for the next three or four weeks and during the World Cup podcast, so I've got a decent uh, intake of managers for my actual start off. And the beauty of this cup is you don't look at it after one round or two rounds because you've always got a chance, three or four, then the, the, the knockout starts. So it lets you kind of build up. And I think it went down quite well in the community last year. People quite liked the idea of a cup. There's any other cup like that that I've seen in any other fantasy games out there. So 
We'll take that one. And also more housekeeping. The World Cup starts in three game weeks' time. We will be covering it. We will be doing the pod in this place. Probably the team is up to date at this point. Starting with the rules, regulations of the game, if it finally drops. How do you play it? How do you work your chips? Stuff like if it plays a Champions League game, it's going to be pretty similar to that, but we'll discuss that near the time. And we will try to bring you maybe two podcasts a week. I know Tom's going to be tied up because of dad issues, but I'm sure me and Donny can carry the load for the second podcast and take it from there. Right, so we will move on to our league in top three. So that's my name again. Number one, Melvino at the top, 881 points. Second, McCogan, McCogan 82, sorry, 866 points. And third, E6 Hammers, 853 points. So take us to our own score and rank. So I go first and I'm lowest placed. So this week, 69 points returned. And that's with our goalkeeper, so that's not too bad. So Captain Tavernier, 18 points. Portis, 5 points. Mayo, 1. Taylor, 17. Boyle, 6. Spittle, 7. Haxavanovich, 3. Armstrong, 2. Vice-Captain Kolak, 12. And Tony Watt, front, minus 2. All that's left the bench was 2 points for Majoski, 2 points for Scales, nothing there. And that is back up at the top 200, so 179th overall. Tom, scoring rank this week? Uh, I got 97 points, which sees me up to 45th. Uh, points came from Roos and Goals with two. Uh, Solomon got me 16. Captain Tav, 18. Uh, Greg Taylor got me 17. And King got me three. In midfield, the younger got me two. Boyle got me six. And Haxabanovich got me three. And up front, Jolak got me seven. Vice-Captain Shanklin got me 14. And Furuhashi got me nine. And... Unfortunately, Henderson was left on the bench with 14 points. So another day, he could have been over a ton, Mark. Good shooting. Definitely, yeah. Donnie, yourself? Yeah, I could have been doing with some of those points myself. Well done, Tom. Uh, so I'm the same as you, Peter. Absolutely no goalie. Uh, so zero there. Eriksson. Captain Tav, 18. Porteous, 5. King, 3. Carter Vickers, 5. Younger, 2. Boyle, 6. Haxmanovic, 3. Armstrong, 2. Cholak seven and vice captain Jackamakis, and you see minus one. So 50 points uh, for the game week. Global score is 839. I think, and I can't remember because obviously I wasn't here last week. I think I was 20th and now I'm down to 27th. So I'm really starting to fall like a stone with those two bad weeks. So got to pull my socks up. Plenty of time to recover. It's only two game weeks. <laughs> Three finishing game weeks, 38 counts. I heard the general say today. Right, so I'll go through the results and then we will go a bit of time if I can find this. Right, where are we? Right, okay, so Saturday we had St. Johnson 1, Kilmarnock 0, Rangers 4, Aberdeen 1, Hibernian 3, St. Mern 0, Dunyard 1, Dunyard 0, 1, Olympiston 0, Celtic 3, and Ross County 1, Hearts 2. Over to you, Tom. Uh, yep, so the uh, first one I've got down here is Dundee United 0, Motherwell 1, uh, Solon with the goal and assist from Spittle. Uh, Dundee United continue to be poor. Uh, Tony Watt's really been our only consideration the past few weeks. And in this game, he goes and gets a red card. So not ideal. Um, Motherwell got the win. However, they didn't really capitalise on Dundee United going down to to 10 men. You would expect a a bigger margin. Uh, And the goal was scored before uh, Tony Watt was sent off. So, yeah, not great either. Uh, Van Veen. He only managed a single shot in this game and he's still not done anything since his big haul versus Aberdeen. So um, perhaps time to move off him. Uh, Spittle got the assist and at 3.3 million, he's the third highest scoring midfielder if you exclude Celtic and Rangers players. So he seems to be ticking along nicely. So 
perhaps one to consider as a cheap option. Uh, the two above him are Boyle and Campbell at Hibs. So another couple of considerations there as well. Other than that, not too much to add on that fixture. Um, not really much change from Dundee United or Motherwell. Peter, what's your thoughts? Uh, raging me, Tony Watt gets hit off after picking a playing his case last week. But upon watching the game, I, I think it was quite soft. I hadn't seen the game off following on Twitter and a lot of Dundee fans actually thought he deserved a red card. So I thought it was going to be a, kind of a really bad tackle. I know Donny said it wasn't that bad. So when I watched it back, I do kind of agree that if that's a red card, there's going to be quite a few of them if, he's going to get, if that's what it's going to be all the time. Apart from that, I do kind of worry for both these teams. I don't think they, they look that good. The manager, new manager, bounce kind of, kind of stopped. I'm not really interested in any of the play. I've got Spittle. He kind of ticks over nicely. I think he's decent for that cheap midfield option. I, I don't, I'm not in a kind of rush to get rid of him because he's popped up with another assist. So he'll stay there until the wild card. I'm not rushing to get anybody else in. The goalkeeper situation's changed again, so that's probably my transfer this week. And none stands out for me fantasy wise and what I got any of these players. Van Veen's kind of had a dry spell. Yellow cards always dodgy with him, so he's kind of fallen off that top five list we always talk about. And what's done something stupid, so again, the other one I might, might be shifting out shortly as well. Yep. Donnie, anything to add to that? Yeah, so. Dundee United is a team that I have a lot of beef with at the moment. It's, I'm sure if you're anything like me, you set your timer 15 minutes before the deadline, you go look through all the team news, and then you make your decisions based on that. And United just troll. And I don't think it's the first time they've done it this season, but they don't release their team until after the deadline shuts. So for me, I was waiting to see if Levitt played. I had him in my team the previous week, but he didn't play. He wasn't even in the squad. So I was just waiting to see if he played. Um, if he did, I would have left him. Um, and if he didn't, I would have taken him out. So I just had to take a punt and I took him out and I put in the guy Armstrong from uh, Kilmarnock, which was a sound choice. But turns out it was the goalkeeping position that was the real issue because Ericsson got dropped um, and I got a blank there. So I'm the same as Peter. And I've got a whole to fix at the back amongst some other places in my team. So that's not so good. Um, the game itself, there wasn't a great deal going on. Um, Saul Holm got the, the only goal of the game, plus his clean sheet and bonus points. He's he's probably going to be the one top scorers for the week. The Watt Challenge is probably one of those ones where VAR doesn't help because when you slow it down, it looks worse. Um, I think sports team did kind of say, look, he's trying to get out of it. And I, I do kind of see it, but... As you say, that happens all the time. Come the old firm, there'll be challenges like that, left, right and centre. The game's going to never end. But um, good result for Motherwell. But they do have tough fixtures. They've got Hearts, who I think are coming on a game, then Celtic before the place in Johnston. I don't have any Motherwell assets. I mean, Spittle, you probably would go to. But again, those fixtures don't really cry out. United, they're starting to turn the corner, but here they are again. Um, on the losing front, and they play Celtic next, so probably not going to look to them there before Kilmarnock and Aberdeen, so I will hold off there, and I'll go hunting for a new keeper in the meantime. Yep. Uh, up next, we've got Hibs 3, St Mirren 0. Uh, it was Boyle with the penalty for the opening. Uh, Kukarevic got the second with an assist from Henderson, and Henderson managed to bag the third goal as well. So well done to those that stuck with you and Henderson and managed to play the bench trick successfully. I wasn't one of those. <laughs> um, 
Hibs played well in this fixture. I think St Mirren have been quite firm defensively this season, so I didn't really expect uh, this kind of scoreline. Boyle's uh, now starting to become more com- uh, consistent, so I can now safely say I'm convinced. Kukarevic, he's had two seven-pointers in the last two game weeks, and he's only 4.5 million. So he, I think he can now be thrown in the mix of cheap, cheap strikers along with Duke and Stevie May. So another consideration there. A uh, clean sheet for Hibs and a clean sheet for Porteous, who's been quite popular amongst managers uh, the past few game weeks. Uh, in terms of St Mirren, I did think uh, Curtis Main and the younger looked all right and did have a couple of chances, um, but failed to capitalise there. And uh, hopefully back to the defensive form for the next two fixtures where they face Ross County and St Johnston. So hopefully maybe just a blip. Donny, what's your, what's your opinion on this fixture? Yeah, I thought it was quite a dominant performance from Hibs. Um, they'd lost their last three games, but they certainly bounced back. Um, Boyle, Portis, Henderson, Kukarevich, they all, they all had chances. Um, but as you say, it was Boyle um, who got the goal with a penalty. Um, he did go off injured. I don't know what the status is there. Um, hopefully he, he's fit, but we will get team news um, on Friday for that one. If he is, then you know, I guess all of us have got him, so we'll need to work out something there. But the Kucherevich is he's probably a good differential. Um four and a half million. There's a you know probably a lot of space for that third striker. Some guys are going cold at the moment, so he definitely could uh, come good there. As you say, Henderson, if you were patient with a guy dropping in value week on week and you maybe just left him there, then you were certainly rewarded. Um St Mirren, I say the the word outplayed but they do have those two good fixtures before they play Rangers um, ahead of the break. So if you have got the Ayunga, I think it's just a stick on. He, he probably will return um, there. And defensively, the next two games do look good. And as I say, Hibs, you've probably got two Portis and Boyle. And if Boyle's playing at the weekend, then you, you just hold on him. But no, definitely a good performance for Hibs. I think they're starting to show that they probably are the third best team um, out there so you can rely on them a bit more marshalling goals that could be a shout um, for myself and Peter um, you'd have a Hibs double up there but um, no good 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 win for uh, Hibs yep Peter yep uh, I don't know why but I, I watched most of this game uh, like loyal and uh, Hibs did look really good going forward they were, they were clinical I've said I think I've said this a few times they've got a game plan they're also trying to get in with this new manager and it's a whole big squad turnaround and it was taking his time all a lot of detractors at the start. But whenever I see I used to see clubs of him looking good and he'd look turns are punches and bunches, loads of shots, but they do look like a good attacking team. They do look to me like they will be as is calling it out. I think they're gonna finish third. I think it was at one point we're gonna be treble up on Hibs players. If they get to the winter break or World Cup break, work on what they're working on. Maybe add some players in January. I could see them easily finishing third. Hearts might come back and push us, but I don't know. But I think I like to look at Hibs. Marshall, a good shout, Donny. Uh, I don't know if I fancy Hibs double up. I, I mean, I'm, I'm wary any double up unless it's Celtic Rangers at the back because you just think they don't keep enough clean sheets as they're the, the top two. St. Mern, I've liked for weeks. So it just shows you how good Hibs were going forward that they are kind of cut them apart at times. Still be stick to my St. Mern asset, she had them. Up and block the defensive. I think they're still going to turn clean sheets. And like you said, Donna Young and midfield out of position just ticks over nicely. Unless somebody appears out of the blue who's doing exactly the exact same thing, there's no reason to move them on. 
Yeah. Um, our next fixture then, we've got Rangers 4, Aberdeen 1. Uh, goals for Rangers came from Cholak with an assist from Tilman, Lundstrom with an assist from Ben Davies, Tav with an assist from Barisic and Morelos. And for Aberdeen, it was Connor Barron that scored with an assist from the Duke. Um, Tav also missed a penalty in this fixture, which was disappointing, though I can only assume everyone captained him, so everyone was affected the same way. So not a huge problem. Uh, Yilmaz started this fixture. He only managed eight minutes, uh, which is quite underwhelming. Uh, but Barisic came on and, and did well for the assist. Uh, he's been ticking along nicely over the last six game weeks. His points have been five, six, nine, five, three, five, um, which is much better than than King, um, who this was his first game week. He scored more than a single point. Uh, he got three, so not great. Uh, Davies doing a little bit better than him, but. I think Barisic is probably the, the man to have. Um, if you're going for that second defender for myself, I think the, the standout is probably Lundstrom. Uh, he's really excelled recently. Uh, in the last three fixtures, he's scored 9, 10 and 12 points. Um, so I'll probably be looking to move to him uh, as my third Rangers asset. Um, he had three shots on target in this game. Uh, only Tav had more with four. Uh, shots on target with a total shots of total number of shots of nine, so he's really getting um, in front of goal and getting chances. Unlucky they never got the clean sheet. Um, Bar- Barron scored with Aberdeen's only shot on target, and the assist came from Duke, who is probably coming out on top amongst the the cheap striker options. Um, I'll come to you first, Peter. What's your thoughts? Didn't expect that. Now we go to Donny Rangers. He caught me off guard there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, Rangers, I think they said this last week. Oh, I just helped John Lundstrom. I checked before. I missed it last season with Kamara. I missed it last week to you, Tom, as well. We're talking about the Rangers' yep. third, third option we should have. And obviously, it's been going right for our eyes the whole time. Lundstrom is the one that should have on your team. Ticks over, gets the passing points, gets interception points. He's, going to, he's pretty much a... He's not. He's going to play with the game. If he's fit, Donny, he's not going to be replaced off him. Yeah. So I don't know if I get him in before my wild card because I think other fires to put goalkeeper, for example. But I think if there's no word on Lawrence being fit coming back after the break, I think Lawrence will be my third Rangers asset. Uh, at the back, obviously, Yilmaz went off injured. That's unfortunate. So the only thing I would do is it would probably guarantee your Barisics in your team for the next few weeks. You might take a punt there instead of King. Rangers looked good. I think Aberdeen were too slow to change the system and Rangers basically outplayed them. And as I've seen people online can moan about it, by the time they start, by the time they changed the system, the horse already bolted and Rangers had run over the top of them. So good with Rangers. Aberdeen kind of playing the way they have been playing off one game, decent the next game. Can I want to come off their players? Maybe, maybe Duke is a cheap striker only, I think. Scales is a, is a cheap Defender for the best trick, but there's nobody really there I really want. I know we always say don't judge him when they go to Aberdeen. I know Sutton's got a question later on, but I'm not convinced to be Aberdeen going forward. No. Donny? So game of the weekend for me. Being a Rangers fan in Aberdeen, it's always always risky, these games. Um, usually a juicy affair. Uh, so, yeah, team news-wise, Yilmaz came in for Barisic, which I think was a welcome change. I think everybody wanted to see that happening. Um, and then, just like everyone else that we've got at the moment, the boy goes and gets injured um, and out. So, 
quote after the World Cup, which seems to be most of our team at the moment, but hey ho. So Aberdeen, first goal of the game, Barron capitalising on a dive from Duke. Uh, should have been reviewed for VAR, uh, free kick to Rangers, but hey, there you go. Um, gave them a 1-0 head start, and lo and behold, my phone starts to light up like Christmas. So that was good. <laughs> Luckily, it wasn't wrong till the uh, Rangers got back into the game with Cholak. Um, a nice finish from Tillman. And at this point, I know that I don't have him as vice-captain, and everyone else does, so I'm starting to feel the pain already. I thought Kent had quite a good game um, in this game. He gives um, Aberdeen the run around. Uh, he won the free kick that led to the, the second goal. And as you say, man of the moment, Lundstrom uh, tucked it away. I just had a look while you were speaking there, Peter. He's only 4.9 million, Lundstrom. So definitely, he's definitely getting overlooked. We're trying to maybe steal a Rangers defender and, and make points there. But as you say, he's he's right in front of us um, and we're missing it. Um, so in the second half, um, just shows what we've all been thinking. Rangers have been getting denied penalties um, when it was reviewed by VAR. Um, how the referee missed it, I don't know, because it just bounced off the boy's arm. Uh, an upstep, um, Tavernier, pinpoint accuracy, hits the post. So, as I say, we gave him a head start, we missed a penalty and we still hammered them. So, by this point, Rangers were just absolutely waves of attacks and uh, just put put the foot down. Sorry, I missed the Tav goal. Tav Barisic, that was a good goal. Morelos um, with the fourth after he had one chopped offside because his knee was just over the line, but not good. Probably our best performance of the season. Hold on to half, hold on Cholak. Barisic is a good third spot. I do have King. Um, just from a financial point of view, it's easier. If Boyle, you know, there's a hole there with Boyle, then Lundstrom could easily fill that. Aberdeen, as I say, they'll need a good performance this weekend. If you haven't already moved off Mioski, now might be the time because there's probably better scoring forwards out there. Um, if we look at Hearts, even Hibs, and St. Johnson, I've, I've got strikers in form at the moment. So, uh, yeah, I think Mioski's time could be up, um, but we'll just have to wait and see. But no, cracking, cracking result, and then uh, the phone was out, and a few get-it-up-you messages were sent, so that's always a joy. Um, our next fixture, then, is St. Johnson 1, Kilmarnock 0. Uh, Ash Taylor with the own goal. It was some nice work from Stevie May, but unfortunately it was Ash Taylor that was awarded. He's usually been quite good in front of goals this season, but it's a shame it was in the wrong end in this fixture. Uh, probably not going to drag this one out. I think Stevie May is probably the only one uh, I would consider out of this fixture. Uh, he's doing quite nicely as the, the cheap striker. Um, some competition there from, from Duke and obviously now Kukarevich at uh, Hibs. Kilmarnock, not too first nine the players. We kind of thought they were maybe going to have a run of form defensive-wise, but it wasn't to be in this game. Donny, anything to add on that one? Not much. Um, as you say, Ash Taylor were the only goal of the game, but was at the, the wrong end. That was probably a player that I did have in mind for this game. Um, with the Dundee team news, I probably um, went in that direction instead. So look, luckily, I, I missed out on that one. It wasn't you know, an, an outstanding performance from either team. Uh, May is on a purple patch. You know, it would be bold to, to move on him, but they do play Rangers next. Um, so they'll certainly play one up front there um, and Simmerin and Motherwell. So they, they will have chances to come in, in those three games. Come on, Nick. I mean, we say it week in, week out. You know, 
probably going to get a clean sheet now and again, but it's really hard to pinpoint where the goals are going to come from. Um, it's an avoid for me, but it wasn't a particularly good game. I don't know how they managed to get the highlights um, stretched out there, but uh, yeah. Yep, Peter? No much to add. Stevie May for cheap striker if you're desperate. That's it. <laughs> don't really want anybody else at these two teams right now. They would need to hit. St. John's Club has took an upturn. They would need to hit more of a constant. Sun you can see stick out to you, glaringly every week that you could rely on. But right now, none of both of them. And also the male situation, he's not getting full games either. So he's chalk block bound as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, that leads us on to our Sunday fixtures then. Um, we've got uh, Livingston nil, Celtic 3. Uh, goal came from Kyogo with an assist from uh, Greg Taylor. Uh, he also scored as well. And then for the third goal, it was Yota with an assist from Turnbull. Yakamakis did miss a penalty. Uh, it was some haul for Greg Taylor. He got a goal, assist, a clean sheet and three bonus. That's now two goals in two games. So surely that's going to be him quiet for a while now, um, given his... Uh, history. He doesn't. He's not really known for attacking returns. Uh, we also seen Yota back in the squad. Um, obviously came off the bench and scored, which makes me think Haksabanovic is his days are numbered in my team. Probably going to have to switch back to Yota now. Um, other than that, if I think if Yakamakis scored, it's probably a coin toss between him and Kyogo just now. Uh, we'll probably have to see what happens in Europe this week. They've got the the, the nothing game against Real Madrid. So need to see how the fare through that injury-wise and then make a decision after that. Livingston, kind of hard to judge um, when they're playing Celtic, but they, they usually hold their own uh, when playing at home. It's been a bit of a, uh, a sticky fixture for Celtic in the past, but they made light work of it. Uh, Livingston have got uh, Dundee United, Motherwell and County next, so not a bad little run there. And... Given their form, you'd imagine there's some clean sheets amongst those. Peter, what do you reckon? Game of the week. <laughs> no, good, good performance for Celtic. Uh, I thought Livingston looked okay in their shape and their setup. It was just some silly mistakes that let Celtic in for the goals. Let the, I think Martindale said himself let somebody leaving his man and chasing in and that gave Celtic the space to attack. And once you go one nil up, they need to get a little more. Celtic just kind of Went through the gears, it was kind of no problem. Uh, Taylor obviously didn't expect that back to back weeks, so that was fantastic, especially when he was on the chalk block weeks ago. But other fans to put out, as I put on Twitter, so by keeping them there, because there's something else to change instead, I've managed to get the points back. And with the Europe finishing shortly, I think Taylor will be pretty much nailed. I said to you, Tom, in a, in a chat about. Uh, Taylor over the centre-backs because of VAR. And you, you it's a different opinion, but I was thinking it's normally the centre-backs that are challenging in the box, so they're more likely to cause the penalty, I think. So I'm more wary to touch the centre-backs, especially Celtic Rangers, than it would be with the two full-backs because we always go full-backs for attack returns, but when it comes to challenging the box, until this VAR's more settled, I mean, thicker straight away the first week, I'm wary of touching a Celtic centre-back right now. Uh, and also I'm going to say... Jota, I've got a question on that later, so I'll leave the Jota situation then. But like yourself, John Haksavanovic, I think he's just going to be numbered. Yep. Donnie, what's your opinion on this one? 
Okay, so about four four weeks ago, I had a team that consisted of Kyogo, Taylor, and Jota. Now I've got none. <laughs> that is how the fortunes can turn in this game. Just to top it off, as I mentioned at the start, I gave the vice captaincy to Jackamacus as a differential, and we all know how that paid off. So yeah, not not a good one. Uh, good all round performance from Celtic, but it's it's a lottery in terms of the lineup. Um, with Jota being back in the fold, it just gives us another hole we need to patch. Um, however, it does seem pretty sensible to put him in for Haksabanovic. That's just a, a change that hasn't paid off. Livingston got a mixed bag coming up. Kelly Hearts, Kelly Aberdeen Hearts. They'll probably get something out of those three fixtures, but settled on the other hand, I've got United, Motherwell, Ross County. To me, that just says nine points out of nine. So I will stick with Jackamacus for just now because I've got too many other fires to put out and I've already used one wild card. I don't want to go and use the other. Um, but yeah, that's what it is. So I went 3 0. Great. Happy days. <laughs> <laughs> 1 size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ross County won Hearts 2, which was the final uh, game of the week on the Sunday. Uh, Ross County, the goal came from Jordan White with an assist from Danda. Uh, still no consistent players at Ross County, so it's a it's a firm avoid for me. Uh, for Hearts, it was Shanklin that scored, uh, and the second goal came from Andy Halliday with an assist from Snodgrass. Uh, Hearts are now out of Europe. Uh, they need to recover in the league. 
and I think now is probably the time to get back on Shankland. Other than that, I need to kind of see how things pan out for Hearts before we consider any other players. Um, those Snodgrass is on the radar. Uh, he's a good calibre player and he's only 4.7 million in the game. I think he's quite interesting. Uh, he's had two seven-pointers in the last four game weeks, so there could be something there. In terms of Hearts' defence, they're still conceding. We still need to see some improvement there before consider any of the, the back line or, or Craig Gordon. Uh, I'll come to you, Peter, so you can get your weekly dig at Craig Gordon. Thanks, Tom. Uh, Ross County had the voids. They did look, they've looked put more of a fight, but again, there's nobody standing out until their form, if it ever does improve, it's an avoid. Hearts at the back, not interested. Craig Gordon can't keep clean sheets, probably worst goalkeeper in the league. Uh, defence rotates, so you're not getting in. You can't trust your goalkeeper, you can't trust the defenders in front of him, so to me it's an avoid. That's not like, you know, I'm only carrying on with this kind of stuff. Up front, Shankland, maybe, but until I see the settle side after Europe finishes this week and then how they go forward with, I'm still kind of avoiding. But Shankland seems a nice move off of Majofsky, like Donny Stellar, Majofsky's off form, Shankland's in form, but again, Snodgrass there, they've got other options, there's Humphreys as well up top. I'd like to see the settled team after the Europe finish to see who's going to be playing in the minutes to be shared before I make a move on what kind of attacking assets. And hopefully guys like Mackay and Forrest come back into the fold. Now they're playing maybe one game a week. They're not, they're not in the League Cup, so they don't need to worry about that. And But again, back, I mean, they've got quite pricey defenders because they finished third last year, so there's value elsewhere from the, the goalkeeper and defence. But midfield and attack could open up some interesting options going forward. Mhm. Yeah, Donny, what's your view? Yeah, no, attached. Yeah, not much to add to that. Uh, Ross County are a hard avoid. Um, fixture wise, there's nothing coming up that's going to favour them at all. Hearts, as I say, they've got a sort of catching up to do once they're out of Europe. Um, they've certainly got the squad to do it. Shankland is in form, and that usually counts for quite a lot in this game. They've got Motherwell Rangers, Livingston. I mean, even in the Rangers game, he's bound to have a chance. Um, so if you get him in, those are, those are quite uh, winnable games for them. I say defence, I would stay away. Snodgrass, I, I do see his name week in, week out, but I've not really looked at midfield positions because we've had quite consistent starters there. But certainly somebody who, who could make a difference. Um, but yeah, good win for Hearts, as I say. They've got catching up to do, and it's whether you want to back them. Um, knowing that they've got a Rangers game second out of the next three, um, you're just going to have to make those decisions there. Yep. And we'll round off with the top ten. Um, up front, first, we've got Greg Taylor. No surprises there. Uh, 17 points. Uh, he's obviously a defender. Solemn, another defender with six, uh, 16 points. We've got Henderson with 14 with his Hall Hibbs, he's obviously a midfielder. Uh, Lundstrom got 12 points, midfielder. Liam Gordon at St. Johnson, who we've not mentioned yet, uh, nine points. Uh, Tav, nine points as well, both defenders. Kyogo, uh, nine points. And Shankland, both forwards. And we've got Considine with eight points. Uh, if St. Johnston keep a clean sheet, he seems to always be in the points, so something to consider there. And... Uh, Strangely enough, in number 10, we've got Rocky Bushiri with eight points. Um, but obviously, Hibbs kept a clean sheet, so not doing too badly there. Um, worth noting that Constantine's only five points behind Barisic. That's a little fact thing. 
Um, but the the so that gives us uh, two forwards. Um, both Kyogo and Shankland they're in the kind of the usual pool of regulars that we get. Uh, two midfielders, Lundstrom uh, really needs to be on a radar, and Henderson. You could argue it's maybe just a, a one-week wonder. Uh, majority of defenders with six and no goalkeepers. Anything standing out there to you, Donny? Well, apart from Tav, who everyone's got, I don't have any of the other nine, uh, which kind of tells you the state of my team right now. But again, it's hard to pinpoint clean sheets in this game. Um, there's not a lot of form in the league outside of Rangers and Celtic. Um, which makes it difficult. So if you can get, used to be Ash Taylor, used to score, get a clean sheet. As you say, Considine always does well if he gets a clean sheet. So you know, if you're backing any of those players, you, you will get lucky over time. Lundstrom's on form and we're just not picking him. Um, as I say, Henderson, I think we all thought he might have that start to the season. He had a good price point, but sort of dipped out the game and dived in price. Whether you'll see returns like that going forward, um, not so sure, but no, it's it's interesting. As I say, it's hard to get clean sheets um, with the games at the moment, but I missed out on all of those points, unfortunately. Peter, anything to add to that? Just a lot of familiar names apart from St. Johnson boys, so I'm quite sure that's done well for the casual this week. Or, team, or the dead teams with Henderson in it. Uh, it's just a case of, as Donnie mentioned, <laughs> you're going to get lucky sometimes with these defenders. It's whether you have the patience to stick him in and give him three or four game weeks. Use the fixture on. Use your me by test and go right. I'm going to, for example, Andy Constantine in and leave him at the break. Use the bench trick and you might win out it. Same as, for example, I mean, you mentioned King. King was a sound choice for Rangers, but obviously hasn't returned that many points. It's uh, same as Solheim. It's just a matter. You're just going to have to bite the bullet with two of two your back three or four defenders and Hopefully, fix it on and it works, and you get a couple of decent returns from them. Yeah. Are you finished, Tom? Yeah. Right, going over to you for your dive. Okay, so last time I was on, I did a, a countdown to the World Cup. So we're just going to review that because um, there's three game weeks to go and they come thick and fast this weekend, midweek, and then the following weekend. So um, it's really just to see where we can capitalize there. Um, build your team up because come game week 16, that's the big double game week that we're probably all going to be eyeing up with our chips, etc. So I'm just going to talk about that um, recap from, from the last time that we did it. So if we look at the early team news for the last three round of games, we've got Hibs and Aberdeen both have the next two games where team news is available. Game week 13 is only Aberdeen and Hibs. They play on a Friday. So that's the only team you'll see there. Game week T, and then game week 15, you'll only see Rangers and St Mirren. So not much to work with. The rest of the teams, Celtic, United, Hearts, Kelly, Motherwell, St Johnston, all have three games where they've got no early team news. And on the Celtic front, if you're trying to wait for the next time you see team news there, it's not going to be until January, uh, the old firm fixture. So <laughs> you're just going to have to work with it. It must be the longest run of no team news considering we're on TV every other week. But uh, unfortunately, you're just going to have to ride this one out. Although it is worth noting that Celtic and Hearts are out of Europe and Rangers barring a 5-0 win tonight will also be out of Europe. So that takes the pressure off there with regards to rotation. Uh, So if we look at good fixtures, um, the ones that don't involve Rangers or Celtic, you've got Aberdeen, Hibs, Killy and Livingston. 
have all got three games um, without Rangers or Celtic. Every other team plays either Rangers or Celtic, uh, but no team has both to play. Um, so that's quite good. The home away split, Aberdeen, Celtic, Hearts, Kilmarnock, St. Johnson and St. Mirren. I've got two home games, one away. And the flip side is Dundee United, Hibs, Livy, Motherwell, Rangers, Ross County have two away and one at home. So just to summarise that, uh, same as the last time I talked about this, Celtic have got the form and the fixtures. Uh, if you can get lucky with the rotation, I would definitely load up with three Celtic assets. Hibs, um, outside of that, I think are, are the, the next best team um, after Celtic Rangers. Um, you've probably already got two. You can maybe stretch to three um, because of the team used there. Hearts, uh, as we've mentioned, they could be a team worth moving to. Um, Motherwell Rangers and Livy is their next two games. And Rangers are away to St Johnston, home to Hearts and away to St Mirren. So while the squad's pretty thin, um, you should be able to hold on Tav and Trolak between now and the break. If we look at the bottom of the table, Ross County have St Mirren, Hibs and Celtic to play. That's all teams that can score quite freely um, against a team like Ross County. So you could probably look to target them. Everything else is a mixed bag. Um, if you're going to look at form, there's only two teams who've won their last two games. Do you want to have a guess who that is, Peter? Celtic Rangers? No, nope. that's true, that's right. Tom? Oh. <laughs> um, uh, Celtic and Hibs? No, Celtic and St Johnston are the only two teams that have won their last two games. So that just shows you how up and down the, the game is at the moment. There's, there's very little form. Um, to, to make those predictions. So for me, you want to make the most of these three game weeks whilst at the same time, keep an eye on that game week uh, 16, the, the double. You might want, you know, bringing in hearts now will benefit you for the double game week. Bringing in maybe St. Mirren goalkeeper whilst I will play Rangers, you'll get the, the double game week at the other end. So that might be one to consider. Uh, and I will review that um, probably next week. Um, I'll look at the double game weeks. So, as I say, it's just a short sprint now to the World Cup. Uh, try and make the most of it while you can. Anything to add to that, Tom? No, sounds good to me. Yep. Peter, no Celtic team news till January. How are we going to cope? Uh, the only thing I would say about that is just try to pick the players that are nailed. If Jota's back fit, he's probably going to be nailed. Taylor, I think, would be nailed. If Bernabe's up there and maybe one of the centre backs, but uh, it's just it's Russian roulette when it comes to that kind of lineup. You're going to have to just die bill and see what happens. Again, form and fixtures, don't know that's the way to go for. Celtics in form, Hibs are in form, fixtures are there. It's telling you what to go for for your transfers. You still have to yeah. go it unless you're told otherwise. Indeed. Right, we'll move on to our community questions before we head and kind of wrap up fixtures and captain vice captains. So, first up is Andy Penman. At Andy Penman. This is something you said earlier on, eh, Donny. I used to have Taylor, Jota, Kyogo's myself, Teacher Club. I liked having them. Should I just go back to those? You know, Europe was <laughs> almost done for the season. Uh, I'll start with you, Tom. Uh, probably short answer is yes. Um, now that Europe seems to be over, there's less of a distraction for Celtic. Uh, we have seen a a lot of rotation in favour of Europe. The kind of the main players have been playing in the European games, and guys like Forrest and Yakamakis have been getting more game time. But now that's over. Um, I think it'll be back to the status quo again. So it's a it's a yes for me. Donny, Andy, I feel your pain. I really do. Um, I moved to Vickers 
uh, and I'm happy with that because it has it does hold on the Celtic defence um, without the risk of future rotation. The Taylor Hall was probably a one-off, um, so it hurts to miss out there. You know, thicker scores next weekend, then you know it's all happy days. <coughs> Jota seems a straight switch. Um, as I said, Haksabanovic offers nothing. Kyogo's the hard one because um, it is hit and miss. You know, he had a patch where he wasn't scoring. Giacomacchus came in and scored. And then Giacomacchus was rested and Kyogo's on form. Now, this hasn't aged well because I've wrote Kyogo will be off to the World Cup um, and possibly rested once the World Cup is over. Um, so I was going to hold on Giacomacchus. But Peter, you've managed to break the news that that's not the case. Do you want to let everyone know? Yep, uh, the three Celtic Japanese contingent that plays regularly, only one has made the World Cup, and that is one probably you wouldn't expect, and it is Days in Maeda. No Hitate, no Kyogo. So, anybody think about that in the background for the wild card or transfers come back in, you'll have a fit Hitate and a fit Kyogo probably ready to go after the break. Yeah, so I've, I've written a lot of times where I think Giacomacchus would be a better pick than Kyogo, and that's all gone up in smoke. So I'll have to hold on him this weekend because I've got too many other changes to make um, and then just see from there. But no, Andy, I know how you're feeling. Hey, my short answer again is like Tom is yes. I think Jota probably one of the first name of team sheets. Taylor is a first choice left back. The only thing you'd need to do with the Kyogo and Giacomacchus is they will probably share minutes. But sometimes that's not a bad thing because on another day, Giacomacchus could come off the bench last weekend and score the goal. Donny, different day. The way Celtic play kind of blitz style football sometimes, player coming off the bench for the last half hour isn't the worst thing. If it's an attacking change, we could still be going for it. So it's just the risk you have to take. Like most every year, the team that's going to score the most goals will be Rangers and Celtic strikers at the end of the season, nine times out of ten. So if you back... One of them, I'm pretty sure you'll get more returns than not. So I would say yes. Right, next question is from Kevin Wood at Cablefish89. Who are the best three force to, to own for the last three games before World Cup break? And I'll let you go first, Tony, because this kind of ties in with actually your fixtures that you brought up. So, Yeah, so for me, and again, this is what I wrote, I've got Cholak and a Celtic forward, either Jack Kamakis or Kyogo, whoever you think is going to be the best pick. Outside of that, Probably next contenders would be Miowski and Shankland. I am going to go Shankland. Uh, happy to knowledge that they play Rangers. I'll just accept that. Uh, if you're looking for differentials, you've got what? Obviously, coming off the back of a red card. Not something to prove me, who we mentioned, and even Duke at Aberdeen. If you're looking for some real outsiders, then I think the Hibs Kucherevich is, is also an option. Um, personally, I like Shankland because he is somebody that features in the double game week after the break. So if you have him in your team now, one less change. Say I can't really wild card in that double game week because I've already used one, um, and having him in my team would mean one less change. So, to me, Jolak, Jackamakis, Shankland, I'd probably be happy with that. Tom, um, I'd probably going for the same. I think if you, if there's not a lot done in your team, then you can probably do a bit of hokey cokey with uh, Shankland when the play ranges. But even then, as Donny said. Uh, he could still get some chances there. I think they're no, they're away to Rangers. So, but I get even that still, he could still get some chances. So, um, Shanklin for me. Yep, Matthew, as well as the other two. Yep, Matthew would probably Kolak for Hashi and Shanklin. If in an ideal scenario, you could throw in the Hibs striker. I can't remember which is now how you pronounce his name. Tom, you've done it as well so far in the podcast. Kukurevich. That's the one. 
he's maybe an outside bet from what he's trying to challenge and, and gain rank, but I think you wouldn't go wrong with that Frazier Traker lineup. Right, next up is from Sutty at Sutty Show. Aberdeen's next three fixtures look good, but is it better options than their players, other players, example, Shanks of Lopez Mayoski? So I kind of ties it in the last question. None of mentioned Lopez or Mayoski for strikers going forward. So I would tend to think, Donny's mentioned it a few times, I think Mayoski's went cold. Lopez is not a bad option for the third striker cheap spot, but again, we're returning pretty well strikers this season. So to kind of Div give one at the cheap spot would I think would be counterproductive, but that's just my take on it. What do you think on the uh, Aberdeen fixtures, Tony? I mean, obviously he's gone cold, but he is on penalties, so he can you know clutch up in, in against Hibs at the weekend. So you know, it's it's maybe if you stick on him, I don't have any issues there. I think if you do go with Duke. Uh, I don't know his price, but you're probably going to be spending the money elsewhere in your team. And then if you want to come off Duke, it's going to be harder to move to a Clint. So just watch if you are going cheap with a third striker, it'll be hard to then get back up. Um, as I say, I've only got Miofsky. I moved off uh, all my other Aberdeen assets. I wouldn't have any issue holding him. Um, I just think Shanklin's a better pick right now. But I could have egg in my face come Friday and Aberdeen win 3 0. So I'll just have to wait and see. Tom, thoughts on Aberdeen fixtures and striker positions? Uh, yeah, I, well, I came off Miofsky last game week and brought in Shanklin, which worked out well for me. But uh, Duke is on form. Uh, so he was the kind of when I was thinking about the kind of hokey cokey with Shanklin, you could kind of switch him around. Um, and you could use the money, upgrade a midfielder to, to Lundstrom. That's, that's a possibility. Um, Aberdeen do face Silicon Rangers in the double street after the, yeah. the the World Cup, so you're probably going to come off them at, at that point. So it's, if it is anything, it's maybe only going to be something as short term as three fixtures. So maybe consider something else for more of a long term option. Okay. Right. Next up, I hope you get a ticket up for this one. Best three-week punts for people well in Game Week 16, and that is from the at Scott Bren Fantasy Tips account. So best... Does he mean three-week punts because they're well in games? That's if I read into it, so it's punting yeah. into the well card. Right, OK. Yeah. So, punts, Tom, we'll start with you. Uh, so, Kilmarnock, I've got two home games, uh, which is Livingston and Hibs, and they're away at Dundee United, who've been pretty poor, so I think Ash Taylor could be a nice punt. He's, uh, he has a threat in front of goal and there is the possibility of clean sheets there. If it wasn't for the unlucky OG, then they would have had a couple of clean sheets recently and obviously um, the manager is very defensive-minded. Uh, other than that, Aberdeen, as mentioned, you could go for the, the Duke there. And other than that... It's quite hard, <laughs> You could jump back on Henderson. Hibs have got Ross County and Kilmarnock, as well as Aberdeen, who um, by all accounts have been a bit leaky. So looking for a cheap option. Henderson might have uh, earned his position back in the squad after that haul, so that could be an option as well. Donny, punty, next three weeks. Anything stand out? can't believe you didn't come to me first, the, the king of the wild card. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is tricky. Um, because 
there is a mix. I mean, looking at St Mirren, I've got two good fixtures before Rangers. So defensively, that is somewhere you could go. Um, you would just have to take the hit in the in the third game. Um, who's another? I mean, again, so Johnston. We talked about the one the last two games. I don't think they'll make it three because they play Rangers next. But then Sitman and Motherwell, so May it could be a punt. I think Kucherevich at Hibs is certainly what you know. We talked about Shanklin there, but that probably is one that could pay off um, in that respect. Other than that, it's probably going to be like a rogue choice. Like, so you're going to want to go Lundstrom or O'Reilly's not hitting form, like Hatate or somebody um, that is just going to, you know, hit a, hit a patch. Um, so that that might be another decision. I mean, Rangers and Celtic do have good fixtures and relatively good form. So, you know, it might just be that you have to go there, but outside the, the normal ones that we talk about week in, week out. So it is tricky. So I'm not sure if that's helped. <laughs> No, nothing to do for me either. The only two is the Hibstriker you mentioned. Lundstrom was the two punting ones I think you could go for. Can I try mm-hmm. and stick with the patch? And also, like you mentioned, the fixtures. Just pick a team you think's got to clean sheets and pick a defender. But nothing particularly stands out to be punty apart from what we mentioned. So I don't have much help there at all. I suppose you, I would say bringing Jota back in, but I think once Jota's fit, everybody's going to do that. So that's not going to be as punty as you think. Right, last question is from FPL General. Is Jota in a priority this week? So I'll start here first. Now, that'll depend on probably tonight. Is it tonight? Is it people tonight? Tuesday? Well, yeah, tomorrow, I think it is. Wednesday night. So if Jota's in the first team starting, then okay, right, he's back in, he's fully fit. If he's on the bench, he's off the bench, and he gets more than half an hour, then yes. Me, this week, because don't get the team news, I am probably going to leave it a week. But if you've got Haksavanovich there and you've no problems with your team and you want to bring Jota in, I don't see an issue with going for that. You might steal a, you might steal a match other people who, who, who might wait because still two game weeks and it's still two game weeks a week after, as Donnie mentioned, because it's league, back to league, back to back. So I don't see Jota returning from injury and playing three games in 10 days. And I think he, as a player, would probably like to play the European game because it's a Venabo, it's a big stadium, big atmosphere. So we'll see how it works out. Um, so basically, same as just wait, get wait information, wait till you get more information tomorrow night, see how much minutes he's managed. But as we know, we're not going to get a team news, so you're going to be taking a stab at that for the next three weeks. Tom, Jota. Yeah, yeah, it all, it all kind of hinges on tomorrow night. It's, there's not a lot to play for, and it's a big event. I could, I could see. Um, I could see him maybe getting forty-five minutes and being saved for the the weekend. So, but then again, sometimes Ange can be a bit unpredictable. So, I reckon I reckon he's probably my priority this weekend, if nothing else is is pressing, um, because you can you can see what he can do. And obviously, he came off the bench and scored at the, the weekend there. Haksabanovich has failed to impress fantasy wise. So, um, yep, he's someone I'm. Making a priority. Okay, Dory, hold your love. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, from even from a basic price point, regardless of what we say, everyone's going to jump on him because they've seen his name in the team sheet. So if you don't pick him this week, he's going to be point one more, point two more next week. Um, and plus, you've also missed out. They've got Dundee United. You put nine past them last time, and um, you wouldn't want to miss out there. 
Um, the midweek game is um, they're a bunch of hammer throwers, so you could probably rest them against them. And then you've got Ross County at home again, a team bang out of form. We'd hopefully, be starting those games. So, in my eyes, if he started the two home games, uh, you would definitely clutch up on points. If he was rested for the midweek game, it probably wouldn't be too much of a miss. Um, but from a pure cash point of view. And the fact that Haksabanovic is doing little, um, it does seem a straightforward punt. Just give, just give me the absolute fear. I didn't plan to bring him in. Right. Okay. That is... Sorry, Peter, I've got one question as well. I know you're All right, okay. ready to move on there. So, um, Gavin, at Gavin38322101, um, he's been on here before. He's asked about Jota and Kyogo and, and Shankland Kolatmielski. I think we've answered that one, Gavin. But he's also in the same position as me and you, Peter. He has got a goalkeeping crisis. Um, so I think he's looking for help on there. So what's what's your thoughts? You've got Ericsson the same as me. Are you going to ship him out? Take a minus four? Well, that'll come up in my captain's vice-captain's transfer. So if he hangs <laughs> on another five minutes, I'll tell him okay. my transfer. So, okay. So if you were to pick a new goalkeeper, where would you go? The options this week is basically because of your ticker as well. You mentioned the players. It would be either Hibernian or a really short-term punt on Joe Hart just to get to the World Cup break. Interesting, interesting. Tom, what's your take on? You've obviously got a set goalkeeper, so you don't have that problem. What would you do if you needed to freshen up in goals? Goalkeepers have such a... A low ceiling and based on our top 10 analysis every week, they're very rarely featured in the top 10. So it's not it's not something I'd be rushing to do. I think if, the, if there's a team this week that you're convinced is going to get a clean sheet, then that clean sheet would absorb the minus four and you're no better off. And then yep. you've got a goalkeeper then to play the next two fixtures. Um, if it was me, I'd probably be looking at Hibs. That, that would be my choice. Because mm-hmm. Ross County and Kilmanic aren't offering too much. Aberdeen, mm. maybe a tricky one to get a clean sheet this week, but you'd imagine the, the minus four would be repaid over the, the, the three fixtures at least. Um, yeah, you've got the Rangers and Celtic the other end after after the break. You wouldn't want to be sitting on Aberdeen goalkeeper, I don't think, from the head of those two games. Nah. Oh, no, I mean Hibs. Oh, Hibs, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, the, the fixture this weekend is Aberdeen, so yeah, yeah, um, sorry. it may not pay off immediately, but you might get the points back in the Ross County and Kilmarnock fixtures. Yeah. Other than that, um, Cummings at Kilmarnock's a, a cheapy option, I suppose. Mm. We've got Livingston at home, who haven't been too prolific in front of goal. Then Dundee United, then they're at home to Hibs, so there's chances there for clean sheets as well. Yeah. That's kind of punty, I think. Definitely. So my take is that you could move to Dundee United. I think Bedegiti's fallen in price and you'd get value there. But they play Celtic. It's probably a hard avoid. Marshall would also be a solid pick. We've talked about him. But the one I would probably go for um, is Carson at St Mirren. Got decent fixtures, two out of three. Um, and they're also double game week 16. Um, so you would benefit there as well. Um I think they've got good fixtures that double game week, if my memory serves me right. Um, So that's where I would go. I'm also toying with the idea of just leaving him in there, go with 10 men, 
because I'll probably have to take a minus four um, in other areas of the pitch. Um, I don't fancy taking a minus eight to possibly only get two back. Um, so I might just leave it. But you, you have to come off Ericsson if you're on him. And I think Carson might be a good shout. Marshall might be a good shout. So hopefully that answers that one, Gavin. Right. Gavin, going forward, please. Uh, the, the, question, the question, reply to that so I can see it. Right. Okay, next up is the fixtures for game week 13. So again, yeah. we do have Friday night kickoffs for two games, but I don't, because it's 1730 and 1745, I think you might only get the team news for one. It might yeah. be too, too late the time the team news comes out. So we've got Aberdeen Hibs Friday night, half past seven. We've got Kamarnock, Livingston, 745. And then on the Saturday, we've got Ross County, St. Martin, Celtic Dungeon United, St. John's Rangers on the Sunday. Hartsmoor on Sunday. So, upon hearing those fixtures, Donny, what is your captain, vice captain, and transfer thoughts? Are you ready to kind of talk to us? Yeah. So the Hibs team news will be important just because Boyle did go off injured. Uh, you want to see that he's starting. If he's not, then again you could swap him with Haksavanovic and and get in Jota and another. Um, as far as that's concerned, but for me, the Celtic game screams goals. Uh, they scored nine the last time and they're at home this time, so uh, they'll certainly fancy their chances there. Um, bringing Jota in, as I've said, and unless he um, doesn't feature or we hear news that he's not fully fit, I would you know, walk over broken glass to get him in my team. Rangers, uh, so Johnston, hopefully that's a clean sheet for Rangers. If you're on the double defence, I'd maybe start with those two. Um Transfers, oh, talked to, I feel like I've got about five or six transfers to make, having not long done wild card, but Jota would be my main one, and I'll see what else shape him in there. Captain Tav seems sensible. Mm-hmm. Um, penalties with VAR plus clean sheet, I think you should be okay there. And vice-captain would be Cholak or Jota, again, against Dundee United. Tom, thoughts, transfers, captains, vice-captains? Uh, captain probably stick with Captain Tav, vice captain on Kyogo if he comes through unscathed tomorrow night and transfer unless there's anything else pressing, it's probably going to be Haksabanovich out Yota in. Right, okay. So myself, the transfer is I think I'm going to be taking a minus four. I think um, as I looked at it last question, the goalkeepers, I think I'm going to go for Joe Hart for the next three game weeks. Double up himself defence, he's going to be pretty much nailed. I fancy at least two, three clean sheets in the next three games. Touch wood. Uh, Tony mentioned Carson. That's probably the go-to goalkeeper after a wild card in game week 16 double. That's what I'll probably go for. But Joe Hart for the next few, the next few weeks and a minus four probably to replace Haksabanovic for Jota. If all goes well with team news and injury and stuff like that. Don't only span on that what would be the Martin Boyle situation. So again, I have a plan of action. I've had one set of transfers, next set of transfers and if Boyle's, if Boyle's <coughs> injured then, because I've already got two places my team the non-playing player and Tony Watts, so there's two. So I don't worry, I have three. So I would need to think about it and write down what I would do to consider on team news. I would even keep Boyle the team if he was benched because he can come off the bench and do something. So I wouldn't particularly worry about that either. Um, just before you move on, I take it you're confirmed wildcard in game week 16. Is that right? 100%, yep. Tom, are you doing the same? Yeah, that's the plan. Okay. Uh, just, I don't think you just mentioned it last week, but just as a heads up, when you wildcard, the week after, you only get one free transfer. 
So that caught me out. Previous seasons, it's been two. Um, but I emailed the guys um, just to double check, and they said no. The the transfers freeze. You play your wild card, and then the following week you just get one. So keep that in mind if you are thinking an easy way out would just be to to make two changes. When you do play your wild card, you will only get one free transfer the following week. Right. Okay. So we didn't I didn't explain it this year, did I? Actually, in the the rules and terms and conditions because we always get two last year. Well, yeah. I'll be wildcarding probably with three Rangers, three Celtic in mind, as you'd expect. So there's six out of 11, so I don't think I'll be that much damage. I'll be trying to attack the double game week, obviously, but also with a, an eye in mind of the fixtures after the fact. So we'll wait and see. And I might be playing the triple yeah. cap. Triple cap I'll talk about it. I'll do a dive on it, uh, which teams we want to target, looking at not only the double game week, but the game weeks after. But again, it's a time of year where fixtures come thick and fast, so um, rotation could easily hit you, weather could hit you. Um, we've seen that in the past. I think COVID took took some games out of commission. Um, so you've got to watch that come December, these games definitely go ahead. But I'll, I'll talk about that at the end of the time. But yeah, wildcard, you only get one free transfer the week after. Okay, we all wrapped up then, that is done. Right, yep. guys, we yep. will be back next week covering this. Obviously, it's a double game week next week, so We'll probably have to catch the second round of games of the podcast after, but we'll, we'll we'll see what we can do off pod. So get your plugs in for a go, Donnie. Uh, at FFS underscore Donnie. Tom. I'm at FFS underscore Scout. Yeah, I'm at Fantasy Half. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next week. Say goodbye. Bye. Bye-bye. Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 